0: Starting off with a content warning. This episode is all about cooking, so we will be discussing all things food and eating. If you don't want to listen to any of that, then you might want to check out one of our other episodes on dating apps, cultural recommendations or university. If you're affected by any of our discussions, then you can contact BEAT, the eating disorder charity, and we'll put their details in the show notes. Above all else, take care of yourself. This
1: week we are talking about cooking. Food is an enormous part of our lives, whether you prefer spending hours making different meals or you've got a few set favourites you make all the time. We're going to be hearing from a few voice noters telling us what it is about cooking they enjoy and their favourite family traditions, as well as chatting about the results of some polls we ran this week where you told us about your cooking habits.
2: So we've actually been enjoying doing some polls in addition to gathering voice notes on the podcast of late Um, and so this week we put out a number of polls all about cooking Um, and the first one that we did was just asking people whether they liked cooking in general Um, and 80% of you An overwhelming number said yes, um, which is good. You're in the right place if you enjoy cooking, listening to a podcast all about cooking.
0: Um, I'm absolutely
1: thrilled personally to hear that so many of our listeners are keen on a practice that is fairly key to sustaining human life.
0: I would also say that if you voted no, as I did, I will admit
3: (laughs) that you also have
0: a place here. I I just don't. Enjoy the practice. I enjoy the product, but I'm just going to put it out there before it tumbles out itself. So you all know.
4: I will also out myself as a fairly neutral person about cooking because sometimes I just really, well, sometimes, a lot of the time actually, I really just can't be bothered.
1: Oh, I didn't know this about (laughs) you. I thought you
4: loved cooking. I thought you loved a good cook (laughs) cook. session. Up and down.
1: Oh,
2: okay. You like it with salmon? this is good though because we've got some like equal representation we've maybe got ambivalent in laura no in georgie and yes in me and una yep so yeah fully inclusive and diverse (laughs) range of opinions here on voice (laughs) although interestingly not representative of our online yeah 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 Um, some of the other
1: results we got as well um that we sort of gathered a little bit more information from you guys on Um, people have quite a range of different ways that they like to cook a meal, which I also thought was nice. Some people like doing it from memory. um, Some people like doing it from a recipe. And slightly fewer people uh, like to take the very impulsive route of just making it up as they go along,
4: um, Mm -hmm.
1: which is the option that scars me for life because it's basically how my mother cooks everything that she (laughs) she cooks Sometimes you'll be like, oh, did you make this from a recipe? And she'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'll taste it. You'll be like, why does it taste like that? And she'll be like, well, I just thought I'd add anchovies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the story of my life but, um, okay
2: yeah that was a good one I, felt. I do kind of like a combination of from memory and make it up so like oh. there are some recipes that I go to again and again so like for example my mom once made this lentil loaf for us which is so, such a Ooh. nice thing to cook especially in the winter months and um like it requires lots of different like you might put like I don't know like a cinnamon stick in like bay leaves like some like Worcestershire sauce oh. to basically like flavor the oh. lentils um but to be honest it's often just like what's in the cupboard and I'm like <laughs> what can I throw in this to make it a lentil loaf that's a show we'd love to see a recipe
0: mm, yes I will share I feel like I um, was was in the minority for like all of these polls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, because I'm just a very sweet tooth and I love sweet things. Mm. Um, but also, I feel like because um, I'm a large part of why I don't enjoy cooking. It's is because I'm not very good at it. And as a perfectionist, if I don't, if I'm not mm. immediately good at something, it frustrates yeah. me and I'm very impatient with it so if I'm gonna cook I have to follow a recipe but then mm. I get really impatient with it and I'm like just throw this in just like chuck <laughs> this in it not matter <laughs> <laughs> no, <good process.
1: laughs>
3: that's funny. I'm not Nigella. yeah
1: I wonder if that's like part of the reason why more people said they liked cooking than baking because I think baking like requires more precision Um, And I don't know, Mm. whereas cooking, like you can do a little bit more of that improvisation because you're unlikely to like disturb quite a delicate chemical process, which is basically what's happening when you bake. Um, I don't know if I told you guys about the time over summer when I first made cinnamon buns, like a week after I'd finished my job and I was like quite emotionally unstable and I literally cried over my
3: dough. (laughs) My mum had to
1: come in and save my dough. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I kind of, I understand why people find like the product of baking really like soothing and like really comforting, but I just can't hack it. Like in the same quantity that I can have cooking. Mm.
3: Um,
4: I, I just want yeah. to uh, give a shout out to myself because, <laughs> <laughs> Go because, Laura. because yeah. last week I did some baking. Was it last week? No, a couple of weeks ago. I did some baking. I made some scones because we've got clotted cream in our online shop. It was very exciting. Mm. um And I got to the point where I was going to like roll out the dough and like cut out my like, shapes for the, for the scones. And I realised that I left out the baking powder. Oh no! Oh dear! And I was like, pretty essential.
2: What can I do about
4: this? And I was a bit like, a bit late actually. It's just a bit late. Just bake them. Let's see what happens. <laughs> it's wrong. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. What can you do? Nothing. Let's carry on. And uh, I baked them, and they were delicious. Um, oh, well, so sometimes these don't things it. work out. So shout out to me for making my scones still work, you though they were wrong.
1: I support <laughs> you. you. And shout out to our listeners too for engaging with our funny whimsical polls.
2: <laughs> our first voice noter is chatting to us about discovering a love of cooking with friends post-university.
5: Hey all, how are you doing? Uh, my name's Finlay and my friend Ian put me onto the podcast from the very start so I've been listening and loving it ever since the beginning. Um yeah, just a quick thing about food. I definitely think since I left university, I've started to enjoy cooking more as a group with friends, sitting down and sort of getting to talk. Whereas in university, I guess I, I never really did that. And it was always kind of just like, get drunk, get pissed, go out, blah, blah, blah. Um, but now I don't know if it's like the old middle-aged man in me or whether it's a legitimately nice thing. This is why I'm asking. Um, whether you guys have you know start to cook more with friends or you know have more dinner parties um obviously like when we're allowed to and enjoy time with your friends in that way rather than you know heading out which we've not been able to do for a while now love the pods um keep doing what you're doing guys and i hope you enjoy this voice note bye
4: well of finley absolutely love that voice note. uh thank <laughs> you for sending it in um to answer your question I think the answer is kind of yes and kind of no mm. um, because I definitely enjoy having friends around for dinner and I've had some really nice times like with friends including Chloe because uh, we... Two, <laughs> but not well. Georgie you know? at <laughs> all. <laughs> we weren't invited. Sad. I but, you know, we weren't... Sorry. Okay, I would have invited you, but you lived a four and a half hour train journey away. Okay, well, thank you for um, the qualifier. Yeah. So when when yeah when we were all like when Chloe and I were like together in London, like you know we actually went around to each other's houses and had dinner together quite a we few did. times actually.
1: Yeah. Um,
4: That's sweet. And I always really enjoyed that, and like having some other friends around as well. But I guess the flip side of that is that. This is really not the point of the story, but my (laughs) kitchen slash dining areas were always so tiny that it was really possible to have a dinner party. Mm. Um, Mm. But I think definitely in future, I'm very keen to have a space where I can invite people around because I think it is a really nice thing to do. Mm. And I said earlier that I was ambivalent about cooking. I definitely am. But the times when I enjoy it the most is making something really nice, like planning to make something really nice for friends and watching them enjoy it.
0: That actually leads um, in quite well, Laura, to another poll, which was... um, I think it was, like... Yeah, actually, we asked people if they wanted to... um, If they preferred cooking for themselves or for others. Mm -hmm. And it was very close. And I think it was... The cooking for others was leading. And then more people um, were selfish and said that they wanted to cook (laughs) themselves. Which I voted, so... (laughs) I'm I'm calling myself out. Um, But, yeah, I... Yeah, I I love to answer the question of the voice note, I love dinner parties. Yeah. Brackets in which I don't have to go. <laughs> <laughs> um but I I definitely enjoy that you kind of feel more adult um mm. just going round to someone's mm. for dinner, um, and some nice wine, maybe. Um, obviously within COVID restrictions, um we can't really do that now. But um yeah, I do like it. It's just I don't like cooking, as I've said, but I like the cleaning aspect of it so someone else can cook and I'll clean. So if anyone wants to host, co-host a dinner party with me post-vaccine, I will (laughs) clean. I think that is an incredibly good offer. Yeah,
1: Georgie's
4: skills are here for
0: hire.
1: Yeah, I kind of of agree with you guys, but like from a slightly different angle, um, which is that I think, you know, I've always loved like a night out and I like going um to the pub or maybe going out out as we like to say. I don't know if our international listeners are familiar with the British going out out, but you know there it is um but I think I've always preferred like a sort of night in but like a fairly elaborate night in like with my friends, like quite a few people we like often would have dinner parties in my house growing up, not dinner parties, but like people would come round for a big meal and like play music and like do all these kinds of things and I just think that's like a really lovely atmosphere and it's so much more relaxed um than like being out and yeah I don't really know and I think um so that's always suited me more but what I like now in reference to this like the specifics of the voice note is that having now left university people like working more having more like even schedules that's also something that more other people want to do so I appreciate the fact that more other people want to do something that I've kind of preferred doing for quite a long time. Um, and that's like, that's nice. And then I think also to add on to what both Laura and Jordi have said, um, the old adage about like food always tasting better when somebody else has made it for you. It's like really <laughs> nice when you kind of rotate, you know, um, like when you if you have some kind of regular dinner party circle going on, which admittedly I've never had, but definitely aspire to have. You know, the idea that like one and however many times you're actually the person who has to like cook a really elaborate meal, the rest of the time you can just enjoy something really elaborate that someone that you love has made is like really lovely. So, um, yeah, I'm with our voice note on this one for sure.
2: Yeah, so I have kind of a, a juxtaposing view on this in terms mm. of um, either being cooked for or cooking for others. So um for those people who know me, I have like approx a million food allergies. <laughs> um and so actually other people cooking for me I find quite stressful mm. um because on <laughs> on several occasions like my my funniest memory is like going around to someone I didn't really know um House and they were like, oh, it's fine. Like, and I was like, oh, I could bring my own food. He was like, no, 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 don't worry. Like, I'll, I'll like make everything. And he made like all this like really gorgeous food. And he was like, yeah, yeah, like nothing, nothing's got nuts in, nothing's got sesame in. And I literally like picked up these aubergines and I was like, oh, what's in these? And he was like, oh yeah, just like some aubergines, some like yogurt, some tahini. I was like, oh yeah, tahini that has sesame in it. (laughs) Oh. so I do sometimes find that stressful, but I love nothing more than cooking for other people. Mm. Um and I feel like you have all at some point been on the receiving end of that. I remember cooking like literally the biggest paella ever for um, <laughs> oh, yeah. and oh, Georgie and yeah. Laura, yeah. some of our like other friends. Um and also um at New Year's, actually when we were at uni. Um, I also always used to, and I think Georgie used to chef for me. Yes, Um, yeah. We always used to make a massive roast dinner on New Year's Eve and have lots of people around, which was really, really nice. Um, So, yeah, I am a big fan of cooking for other people, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think, um, because another question that we asked people um, was, do they prefer uh going out to eat or staying in and cooking and it was 50 50 um Mm. which which I actually think really interesting um I thought because I guess obviously we are all um in our early to mid 20s um I thought that that people more our age would say going out um Mm. so I think it's quite interesting to see it's very evenly split um but yeah, I think there is something really nice about if you ever do cook for people, um, just like the pride when you, when you see them start digging into their plate, it's so yeah. really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as Chloe said, I can be a sous chef. I like being a sous chef. <laughs> I just don't want the, the pressure riding on me.
2: Our second voice noter is chatting about how cooking can be
3: really therapeutic, especially during lockdown hi my name's Laura I'm a big fan of the podcast um for me personally cooking has always been something that I've found incredibly therapeutic like if I've had a stressful day or I'm not feeling great there's nothing better than coming into the kitchen and making something from scratch like i quite like things that take a, a long a longer period of time and have got like different stages um and you can just sort of switch your mind off and focus on the chopping stirring adding all the ingredients at the the right time and then at the end of it you've got something delicious that you can eat and you can share with your family um and during lockdown as well, it was really important. I felt like it gave some structure to my day um, and made me feel better when there wasn't that much to look forward to.
1: Thank you, Laura, so much for your voice note. I thought this was such a lovely one and I can even hear just in the way that you're talking about it, that you you mean it really sincerely about like how therapeutic cooking feels to you as like, a practice. And I seriously seriously agree with that like i think um in the past cooking's been something that i've always enjoyed but haven't always made time for um and then i know what you mean especially about lockdown this year because you know i moved back in with my family um you know started enjoying the um the the lovely nature of being cooked meals by you know your parents every night again and like the comfort of that and then sort of started getting a bit worried i was going to like lose my i don't know capacity to cook or something but like um ended up having like a day every week where I would cook and actually it's been so nice because um I then have this one evening um every week and it's because because it only ever is like one or two evenings um I really go like the whole hog at it and I like quite often will find like a new recipe to make and I'll just spend like hours in the kitchen and like going through all the different stages as you said and really like approaching it in this like super methodical way and like you know doing all my prep first and putting things in different dishes and then like adding them at the right time And I find it such a satisfying process, like watching all of these things come together. um, And then, like, inevitably spend the whole dinner time, like, watching the faces (laughs) of all my family and being like, Do you like it? Do you like it? Do you think I put too much salt in it? Is like the rosemary not coming through enough or whatever? (laughs) Um, And I, but I generally just always look forward to those evenings because I do, as you say, find it just like such a good de stressor. And a nice way, actually a nice way to be able to be creative without having to like overthink the creativity aspect of it because someone's kind of like giving you the instructions and then you just have to like pull it together um, and present it to people. And I think that's really nice.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And particularly think it's been really important um, for me during lockdown, particularly lockdown 2.0, where I've not been uh, with my family and there is nothing more that i love than on a weekend or a friday night um opening a bottle of wine and finding a new recipe and just going through making it with a podcast on in the background um other mm. podcasts are available but listen to us <laughs> um and, yeah like there's just nothing I find more relaxing than doing that and just Mm. so deeply comforting. Um, And yeah, I mean like on Friday, I was like looking for inspiration, found this really nice like creamy mushroom tagliatelle. And as mentioned, also spiced things up, made it up and threw some spinach in there as well for good measure but um, opened a really nice chilled bottle of white and put on newscast in the background and honestly it's like my perfect Friday night
0: nice <laughs> boy we've changed I, <laughs> I mean I like, yeah I wish so much that 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 I, that I found it de-stressing because I just think it's like I found the voice notes so soothing and calming to listen to and like what you're both saying about You really look forward to cooking. I wish that I had that and I just can't bring myself. But I think, um, because throughout this year, um, so backstory. So my, my, my partner, um, has long COVID basically like he has long-term effects from having had COVID. So when I've been staying with him this year, I've basically had to do, um, either all or most of the cooking which as I've said um I'm not an actual cook but I have been doing it but then um it was the kind of thing where I would be like working from home and then be like oh, I'm gonna cook the meal tonight what am I gonna cook so I actually found it stressful yeah. to think about rather than like oh yeah that's de-stress. understandable um but it's it's one of those things where it's like I obviously can I can I can pull it out of the bag um i did a nice toad in the hole which was really nice
3: um yeah. oh my gosh I and slow cookers everywhere.
0: are my best friend um <laughs> but yeah i just think i i wish that i found it de-stressing but i instead find it yeah. stressful but maybe that'll change um as i i don't know as i have to cook more we'll see i think
4: I, i'm in, in a similar book to you georgie where i sort of I think i go through phases where i find cooking really enjoyable and like if i haven't cooked for a while i sometimes just really feel the urge like i really just want to make my own meal um Mm. and i think in kind of more recent times i guess for back for like for background it was basically just me and my dad in the house for like two months because my mom and sister were living in holland um and actually we got into a really nice rhythm of like cooking together um which was really Mm. nice and actually i don't think i've really enjoyed cooking as much as doing it with my dad in the last couple of months, it was just like a really wholesome thing to do and a really nice way to kind of be like, okay, we finished work for the day, let's like make dinner together and like enjoy it. Um, and yeah, I think now I'm kind of like feeling a bit spoiled and actually had cooked dinner by myself last week and I was just like, this was not as fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That actually smoothly leads into another one of our polls, which was about whether people preferred cooking by themselves or cooking with others. And actually, Laura, uh, you're in the minority Mm. on cooking with others because um, about a third of people said that and two thirds said cooking by themselves. Um, I am definitely firmly in the cooking by myself (laughs) because I just like having the control, okay? Like, (laughs) Like the idea of like two people or more people trying to bring together like the same vision I don't know it just really stresses me out or like this is going to sound really bad but if I'm in a situation where like um I'll usually just delegate like very minor tasks to people um (laughs) like (laughs) like okay you can like do the peeling or like something (laughs) like that something that I know like I can still be in the zone um so yeah actually lockdown cooking has been perfect because I have either um, cooked by myself for myself a lot obviously or like because of various restrictions have done like cooking by myself and then maybe like brought it outside to someone um, so yeah dream mm. situation Ooh. for me.
1: Yeah I mean I think that's pretty fair Chloe like there's a reason that the phrase too many cooks spoil the mm. broth exists <laughs> um, and yeah I, I kind of get that generally I think it is the control thing like as much as I find it quite a therapeutic task, it can also be quite delicate or, you know, you've got to be quite careful and manage your timings mm. and your quantities and you got to know everything that's going on. Mm. Um, and like, you know, I, I freaking love. masterchef yeah. I love watching mm. that, but I have no idea how they keep track of all of these things. I think it's so amazing. Like their minds must be going on my minute, and like have, it's like the lot, you know, I look at it and I'm like, you're into the double letters on the Excel spreadsheet. The wow. you know, <laughs> stuff that you're like thinking about here. Um, but in so in general I think I'm the same and I like to cook by myself but what Laura said about like it can be a really nice way to bring people together when they haven't had another excuse to do it so like Mm. with my old flatmate um you know kind of pre-lockdown and everything like um when I was still living in Edinburgh um uh I, I felt like I was so bad for like going to work in the morning and then coming home and just being super tired and like sitting and like not really doing anything and quite often staying at work and all these things so like one of the only times that we would like really spend together was in the flat when we were both cooking dinner and even if we were cooking different meals it was nice that we were cooking mm-hmm. alongside each other mm-hmm. um even though we had this like tiny galley kitchen and it was like quite <laughs> hard to maneuver around each other um and then also at home like I think I'm the same that I quite like you know just being like well if such and such does the potatoes and like saute some and then gets them in the oven and then does you know does that does that mm-hmm. and I'll do this aspect and you, it's just like this nice little ecosystem and everyone's kind of like doing their little bit and it's a nice thing I think at the end of the day specifically to like bring it all together but in general if it's like a big meal and it's a big production I'm like leave me <laughs> to my task
0: I want to do this yeah. it's mine I would yeah. agree with um, that and agree with what, what yeah. Chloe said about like the control aspect mm. Um, because also yeah. part of it is as I've said I like cleaning so I'm like it stresses me out to see people making a massive mess and not <laughs> <laughs> not clearing up and i'm like oh That's, okay yeah. so i'm gonna clear as i go um <laughs> okay. I, yes i said that i said cooking by myself for that reason but i actually think that maybe cooking with others is potentially better for me in terms of my um my learning ability in cooking um like as i've mentioned like when i like when i've been staying with my partner i've been doing more cooking but he loves cooking and he's like the most patient person so it's actually nice when we cook together because because he's so like okay so we're gonna do this and I'm just like throw it in and he's like no, no, no we're gonna do this because this and he's like so good at it and I'm just like a little I don't know <laughs> like throw it in the ball. Um, but I think yeah I think it is very nice as like a bonding experience um, it's just in practice that might cause more stress. Yeah,
4: I, mm-hmm. I, obviously I said I like cooking. I've been enjoying cooking with my dad, but when my mom and sister came back, we were making pizza, me and my sister were making the pizza. Me and my dad have made pizza every single week for like the last, yeah, two months. And I was really like, okay, and this is what we do now, and this is what we do now. And I was being like very, very prescriptive, basically like telling her what to do, because she was like, oh, like, should we do this? I was like, no, we must do it this way that I've been doing it for like the last eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, obviously I said something nicer than that, but it, I, I was just quite like, we must do it in my you know in this way in my way that we've been doing like all along <laughs> basically we're all control I think freaks my <laughs> basically yeah, pretty much
2: pretty much i think my one exception to liking cooking with others um is cooking christmas dinner with my mum, mm. which actually nicely segs oh, into our final voice note of the episode Our final voice noter is chatting to us about family food traditions at Christmas
6: time. Hi guys, speaking very quickly, um, but this is Sherry here and I'd just like to tell you about a quick um, food tradition in my family for Christmas. So um, for uh, breakfast at Christmas time, we have a traditional Amerindian uh, dish um, that uh, is the indigenous people of our country, Guyana. And it's a stewed meat dish. It's sort of strongly flavoured with cinnamon, kasri, which is a special sauce made from the cassava root, and other sort of ingredients such as a cow heel, beef, pork. It can be made with any of those. Um, and I have really strong traditions of always going to Titi Market with my family at Christmas to get the meat for the pepper pot, um, and just my mum putting all and my grandmother and my aunts just putting all this meat into a one big pressure cooker, and it just smelling absolutely heavenly so that's my favorite christmas um food related memory
1: can i be the first to say that that sounds absolutely fucking delicious i want to eat that meal right now uh
4: yes you can except as, you laura because you're a vegetarian
1: as a pescatarian
4: on this occasion thing opinion enough. um but the idea like that tradition as a tradition it sounds really really lovely mm. um and the smells and yet like the like yeah I would say like the tradition of doing that every single year must be really really nice yeah um and it just sounds very wholesome as well
2: I also love the idea of putting what I associate as like sweeter spices in with a savoury meal and that mm. all like mixing together I think like objectively white people are just like pretty bad at flavour um, <laughs> and our cuisine like isn't as flavoursome um so yeah that sounds absolutely gorgeous and also as a fellow tooting resident big up tooting market and uh, the <laughs> food that they have on offer.
0: I think it's also really nice and wholesome to hear about um different people's holiday traditions um and like what they like to cook together um and I love like, you know, when you watch Christmas films um, over the winter period, I love the, um, the cooking aspect of it. Yeah. And also, that would um, that would also chime with a lot of other people because when we asked people if they preferred cooking wintry food or summery food, an overwhelming majority said wintry food. Hmm. Um, oh, I think winter food is just the nicest. Like, if you're really cold... Um, and then you come back inside and then you have like a stew, like something really warming, like mm. a stew or mm. um, a chilli. I think that's As quite
1: interesting because I, in general, both prefer to eat and prefer to cook summer food because I just like like the kind of freshness and the brightness that's kind of associated with those sorts of meals. But um, I actually fully understand the kind of like wintry aspect of cooking and food and everything which is just like at a time of year when everything feels a bit smaller and a bit closer because you kind of have to like go into your own little house cave whatever like and just be a bit like more in your little comforting space you just need things that feel really warming and like really homely um and this for sure like it's so nice that that's like a th- that this tradition that our voice noter has shared is like something that is shared through multiple generations of a family like I think that's the the really nice aspect of it I was like imagining her and her mum and her aunt and I think she mentioned her grandma as well like tottering along to the market and getting this meat and like Mm. there being a whole process to to every single aspect of it and um like there being multiple stages to the tradition so I yeah I I totally get the kind of wintry food vibes and like just generally like having meals that in some way like stem from your Culture or your religion or something is a really nice thing because as a family or as a group of people you can be like this is ours like this belongs to us and I just think that's such a good feeling like we um, uh, have a couple of like fairly stereotypically like Jewish meals that we make in our family because my dad's side of the family are Jewish and like literally no aspect of our life is Jewish except for some of the food that we eat Um, (laughs) and like I so it's like it's quite a boring meal but like really closely associate um like home with this very basic um like midweek dinner that we used to have, you know, on one of the evenings where like I was being shipped off to brownies and my sister was going off to football or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and like uh we would um it's called mozzabra and it's literally like matzo crackers that you break up and you soak them and then you cover them in egg and then you fry them. And we would have them with ketchup, although I recently found out that our Canadian cousins have them with syrup as like a breakfast wow. food. Um, which is really weird. Um and it's just like one of it's just one of those things and like there's currently a chicken stock downstairs being prepared for some chicken soup in Canada tomorrow night and I just I think it's so nice that sense of having food that's like yours and your family's and that you share it. Um and it's almost like the equivalent of like an inside joke, but food.
0: Yeah. I think it's nice. Yeah, yeah. I think because I really, yeah, we're we're all weirdly similar on this podcast because I have the exact same <laughs> familial situation as Una's family and like in for a lot of Jewish families um they would have Friday night dinner and Mm. it's something that yeah I always think about like if we um would go and stay with my Jewish grandparents and you know there's the the various traditions that go along with Friday night dinner there'd always be candles lit my family's not a religious family really at all but there'd always be candles lit um, yeah, and it's just and I never had to cook, so great, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um,
5: great but food. yeah,
0: it's always just something so um warm and comforting, and it's not even about the food, it's just about the concept of Friday night dinner. it's just a nice one, um yeah, yeah, it's just really like homely and cozy, my
4: family um and i we have like i guess two main food traditions, um which aren't like very complicated or like yeah difficult to make meals it's actually very simple um so on friday nights we usually do what so my family is half dutch and we do what we call "hopjes," um which literally translated from the dutch means like bites um <laughs> and it's literally just like a selection of like cheese and like dips and Yum. like deviled well we call them curry eggs but they're they're just like deviled eggs with like you know curry powder etc mm. um and we pretty much do it like that every single week um, usually on a Friday, sometimes on Saturday if we're feeling, you know, rebellious. Um, and I don't really know where that came from, but we've been doing it like pretty much like my whole life. That's um, so nice. And then on Sunday we always have croissants with with lots of Nutella, obviously, because the it's delicious. Unless you <laughs> have that day, sorry. Um,
2: presumably not for dinner.
4: presumably No, not for dinner. For like brunch. <laughs>
2: breakfast
1: oh, nice.
4: depending on what time people feel like it getting up <laughs>
2: um,
1: to be fair um, as I say no breakfast for dinner is my favourite thing I, oh my gosh, love nice. I love breakfast for,
0: breakfast dinner. for dinner
2: yeah well
1: mm-hmm. treat mm-hmm. oh
0: so cool. yeah meal. Yum. also quite nice I think in terms of food tra- traditions um, are like regional food like regional meals yeah because um, mm-hmm. my mum's my mum and her side of family are all from Manchester and I remember whenever we used to go over to my grandma's like my mum's mum um she would make um potato ash um but she'd say Tater oh, no, I ash. so I always like I never knew I I just didn't know what the, the full name of it was called <laughs> um but and it's kind of like a, it's just like a hot pot like a Lancashire hot pot but slightly oh, nice. different um and I just think it's really nice to learn about yeah just learn about and appreciate different regional foods um and it's really Mm. funny because people get very um protective over like their 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 city's food or um because it's like what else is there like parking and stuff like that it's quite northern english um and obviously there's a lot of different um scottish food traditions um haggis is great (laughs) true it's pretty good
1: personally i think my favorite scottish food is crannocken
3: Mm-hmm. Um, not a yeah, big fan.
1: Nice.
4: Oh, big fan. My favourite Scottish food is tablet. Ooh, I have yeah. Oh, fair, me. yeah, fair actually. I love
1: like a nice bit of tablet. I've not had some in so long. I love gorging myself on tablet and then feeling sick for the rest of the day.
4: Yeah, oh God, yeah. <laughs> um also big shout out to Tonics and Tonic's tea cakes because <gasps> they are so delicious and I've eaten many, many, many Tonic's tea cakes during this lockdown.
2: Yeah, um, i'd also never eaten a lawn sausage until i moved to scotland oh. um which are also very yummy true story my uncle who lives in manchester
1: but is from glasgow and um, like the rest of that side of the family um every single time he comes up to visit us he normally comes up for like a flying weekend visit um and uh, every single time he comes up, he goes to the butcher across the road and buys a packet of lawn sausage. Not for us! Not for us to have <laughs> breakfast, for him to take back down to Manchester in the car because he cannot get it at any of his local butchers. So, yeah, like, you it's really nice get to be it.
2: service, you know what I mean? But um... Also, for context, for our non-Scottish listeners, a lawn sausage is basically, like, a flat sausage. So it's, like, a square sausage, essentially. And I don't think it has the casing on it. It's basically just the meat and, like, best-served fried um, oh, so as good. part of uh, a breakfast. <laughs> so to round off this episode, we are going to share our favourite recipes. So who wants to kick us off?
0: So I have a recipe that some may call cooking, some may not. Um, <laughs> it's for a mug cake. Oh, delicious! Um, it takes five minutes, cooks in two cake in a mug in the microwave if you're cooking a verse like me (laughs) you have no time but you want cake cake in a mug perfect so I'm going to recommend
4: my all time favourite recipe which is just a very simple like aubergine I know sorry nobody else on the podcast who well who's making the podcast likes aubergine aubergine pasta just fry some aubergines, lots of garlic tomato sauce pasta Mm -hmm. parmesan super easy super yummy oh god like yeah Salvating thinking
1: about it <laughs> <laughs> nice um I'm gonna recommend something that I only found out about recently um and I've cooked so many times since then um it's from Ottolenghi's 10th of October guardian food column for anybody else who wants to find it it's called a five a day five a day toad in the hole it's basically a vegetarian toad in the hole um quite elaborate not like an easy dish but really really fulfilling really delicious very wintry or autumnal and yeah big big recommend
2: Um, And I am not going to recommend one individual recipe but for people who are also gluten free. I discovered Becky Excel two years ago and she has a food blog where she basically makes like normal food, but gluten free. Um, And she does excellent Yorkshire puddings and toad in the hole, which actually rises, which for gluten free people, you'll understand the struggles. Um, And I've also made her sticky toffee pudding and lemon tart and cakes and cookies, which all taste like normal versions of those desserts. So Becky XL, big up, recommend for fellow gluten-free people.
4: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing us talk about all things cooking. Don't forget you can like, share, subscribe, podcast, wherever you listen. And we're now on Instagram as well as Twitter at VoicenotePod. So please do give us a follow to find out about upcoming episodes and ways you can get involved and send us your own voice note. Now, to end the episode, we're going to leave you with a tip from Sherry.
6: Hi, guys. Just one final tip from me for cooking for white people. Just buy a damn rice cooker. It's not worth it, Karen. Just buy a rice. Ta-ta.